Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW. Happy New Year and welcome to our first show in 2021, the Friday, January 8th virtual show. Because of COVID, our show has temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to our show online or on podcast. And then we air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Tim Cook of Agape in Home Care. Nine things that you need to decide before going to the hospital. We also have Candy Wright of Candy Wright Coaching. Rewire your brain to stop sabotaging your goals. And last guest in studio is Kimberly Salceda of Salceda Coaching Mental Fitness. Three keys to impact your well-being. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that is 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And we're going to start out our first show of 2021 with a little money chat. Money. Money. What do you have for our listeners today, Keelan? Well, it's 2021 and I am officially a CMA or certified mortgage advisor now. So um, I thought I would go a little deeper, whoop, whoop. And we were an expert before, but it's always nice to get some more initials next to your name. So I thought I'd go a little bit deeper into how the mortgage market works. It seems like a big mysterious thing that nobody knows. It's just, we get a mortgage and a rate turns around and boom, we have a house and nobody knows the magic behind the actual mortgage companies themselves. So um, I'm going to get a little deeper on, on our level, the mortgage side of things. So there's two types of risk with mortgages. There's repayment risk and there's market interest rate risk. Repayment risk is the risk, of course, of people paying back their mortgage. And yes, a certain amount of people are going to default on the mortgage. And so that's that risk is really inevitable. So however, the real risk is market slash interest rate risk. So let's look at a generic easy math example, no bearing on where current interest rates are because I'm not quoting rates, but they're much less than what I'm going to quote here. But this is just for easy math. So let's say you have a perfect scenario, 800 FICO score, 10% loan to value, loan amount $100,000, we wish, right? That means the um, 
the interest rate at 4% on $100,000 is 4% or $4,000. So that means the annual interest rate the mortgage company would be receiving is 4K per year. So what happens to the value of, of that loan if the interest rate goes up to 8% because interest rates change, right? So what happens if the if the interest rate market goes up to 8% and let's say that hold uh, the mortgage company is holding the mortgage, is it still worth $100,000? Well, with our perfect scenario, we know the mortgage company was earning 4K per year or uh, originally. And now let's say we're in an 8% market. Who is going to buy this loan from them is the question because they sell these loans. They don't have to sell it. They may be able to borrow against it. But if it's on the books, they need to evaluate how much uh, the loan is worth. Is it still worth $100,000? You have one scenario 4k per year and the other is 8k per year. The bigger question is in an 8% environment, how much would you need to invest to get that same 4k return? The answer is you need to invest 50000 half at an 8% return to get the same $4,000 return. Even though the loan is perfect, they pay on time, you know, the scenario is fantastic, you keep it on the books, the rate goes up and now the loan is worth half. So if you scale that to a mortgage company, let's say that you did $2 billion in loans at 4% and now they're worth 50%, you've just lost a billion dollars. So companies cannot can, uh, sustain that and they'll need to alleviate that risk and even get rid of it altogether. And that, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, is why the mortgage market was created. Without a mortgage market, like a lot of countries out there that don't have a mortgage market. They're all adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, and the reason we can do this is magically securitization. So uh, you borrow, it starts with the borrower who borrows the money. The loan originator originates the loan, Tina or myself. The loan then goes to a mortgage company. The mortgage company takes on that risk. So they sell it to an investor. The investor buys the loan and services it. The, service, the servicer, by the way, just collects payments, sends a nasty gram, answers all the questions. Think about them as like the superintendent. They don't own it. They just do the maintenance work. And then they uh, send it to an aggregator, which is Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Then Fannie and Freddie collects these mortgages in these large giant pools from investors around the country. And then, of course, they're smart enough to know that there's some serious market risk in this thing, so they can't hold on it. So what the heck are they going to do uh, with this hot potato that they have in their hands? Well, they typically put them in these 30 to 60 day bundles, hence why as a consumer, you'll see these 30 to 60 day lock periods. They then take these pools and they sell them to Wall Street. So Wall Street says... Okay, Mr. Uh, Fannie Freddie, we'll buy your packages here. We'll underwrite them. We'll securitize them. And then we'll turn them into mortgage-backed securities and then sell them again. And when they do sell them, they earn a nice fee on that. So Wall Street, and you're probably wondering why, what do they package them in? What do they wrap them and put them under a Christmas tree? No. Uh, Wall Street, they put them into things like 401ks, retirement accounts, mutual funds. Believe it or not, then what do they do with them at this point? So who do they sell them to at that point? Well, guess what? They sell them to you and I. We assume the risk. Sometimes core returns on investments are up. Sometimes they are down. Uh, we're the ones in the public market who are actually the ones who are taking the risk. So if you go and you check out your 401ks and your retirement accounts, talk to your financial advisors, you will see a whole bunch of Fannie and Freddie uh, bonds that are in um, that are in your retirement plan. So the mortgage cycle is you originator, mortgage co-investor, servicer, Fannie, Wall Street, and then back to you as the consumer. So that's how the cycle works. And, um, and that's how we're allowed to have fixed, uh, fixed rate mortgages in our country.
That's why you want to work with a certified mortgage planner. Nice job, Keelan. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, I could have done without you, Tina. Yeah. Nice money chat. All right. The Democrats took both Senate seats in the Georgia runoff elections and will now control Congress. It is thought that this means that we'll be more spending and the bond market is taking it as negative. We saw interest rates creep up over the last two days. However, still 1% lower from this time last year. This is why it's important that you work with a mortgage professional that's watching what's happening on the economy, what's happening in the market, what the bond market's doing, so they can kind of give you an idea of what things might be happening in the near future. Future. Now, yesterday, the Fed minutes from the 1216 Fed meeting were released, and there was not much there. They did discuss further purchases of MBS, mortgage backed security treasuries, and said participants commented that this judgment would be broad, quantitative, and not based on specific, numerical, critical, or thresholds. In other words, they are winging it. On the possibility of doing more, they always leave that option open. As far as eventually cutting back on their purchases, whenever that may be, they said that they would follow what they did in 2013 and 2014, where they tapered them slowly and not to shock the market. Initial job claims were measures individuals filing unemployment benefits for the first time fell 3,000 last week to 787,000. Also, keep in mind, this is encompasses New Year week, and many may not have been filing for the claims. Continued claims are those that continue to receive benefits fell by 126,000 to 5.072 million. The pandemic unemployment assistance claims, which gives individual benefits who would not usually quality, have quality dropped by 70,553 to 83. 1,380 or 83, 383 million. Pandemic emergency claims, which extends claims by 13 weeks after regular benefits expire, decreased by 293,000. This is likely due to those benefits expiring. Now, U.S. home affordability data is back at it once again, and they are doing their best not to tell the truth with the statistics, statistics that they're showing that homes are not affordable. In their latest data, they claim that homes are only affordable in 41% of countries, but they did use the medium home price, which we know has been moving higher because there are a small amount of homes at the low price end of the scale and more higher priced homes have been selling. Additionally, they looked at weekly incomes with two income earners but they excluded homes with single income earner. And in a lot of cases, those could be well-to-do individuals who are making a significant income and don't have the, have a second, need a second income earner. Now they also do not look at potential homeowners and the 16 year old worker who may be working their first job and not in the market to purchase a home. So do not be fooled homes have actually became more affordable because of the low interest rates. Now, CoreLogic released their home price index report from November showing that home prices increased 1.1% during the month of um, during the month and 8.2% on a year-over-year basis nationwide. This is a significant gain from the 7.3% year-over-year number reported last month. 
lower priced home values increased about one and a half times faster than the higher home price values did. That's where the greatest level of demand is. Now, within the report, the hottest markets were Phoenix, San Diego, and Washington, D.C. Phoenix was up 12.6%, San Diego up 9.5%, and D.C. was up 8.2%. Seattle didn't make the list at the top of the report this time around. That's the money chat for you. Coming up next on the money hour, nine things that you need to decide before going to the hospital. We have Tim Cook of Agape in home care right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW. Happy New Year. The Friday, January 8th virtual show, our first show of 2021. Because of COVID, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You know, I need to change that from temporarily because we're going to be hitting a year here soon. However, we are still virtual. You can also catch us on podcast. You can catch us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, we have Tim Cook of Agape in-home care, nine things that you need to decide before going to the hospital right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Tina, for having me and good job three times pronouncing agape correctly. Yay. Thank you, Tim. After a career in tech industry, Tim felt called to use his business and entrepreneurial skills for a positive social impact. He was led by a belief that business should not exist solely to promote an economic bottom line, to also promote spiritual and relationship, relational bottom line. In 2018, Tim met Alex. How do you pronounce it? Wonderful, Tim. Thank you. Uh, Alex is a pastor from Rwanda who was looking for a way to enable his congregation of refugees and immigrants to pursue their calling in life. The two co-founded Agape in home care and a way to serve seniors while simultaneously meeting short-term needs for employment 
and long-term career and life goals of the underemployed. The company has doubled in size in the past two years. Agape is a Greek word used in the New Testament that means unconditional love. Tim, what a powerful and amazing thing that you do. Let's start out out of the gate. So in-home care has been around a long, long time. I was previously a financial advisor at one point, so I did long-term care and offered that. So I know what an important service it is and underutilized, quite frankly. So, But many people out there are still, they kind of leave that in-home piece out of it. So can you explain to our people and give us kind of a quick overview of what exactly in-home care is? You bet. And you'd be surprised. Uh, We still get calls from people saying, I wish I had known this service was available. We thought our only option was to go from home to a retirement facility, but that's not the case. So in-home care is a distinct licensed profession in Washington state that takes care of the acts of daily living for an individual or a couple. Uh, Acts of daily living, for anybody in the insurance space, they're very familiar with these. These are things that most able-bodied people take for granted. It's getting out of bed, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, feeding yourself, clothing yourself, bathing yourself, and toileting. Those are some of the acts of daily living. Those are ADLs, commonly referred to. The other side of what we do is the IADL, or instrumental acts of daily living, ADLs have to do with the person themselves. IADLs have to do with the environment the person is in, their home. So this is uh, housekeeping, meal preparation, uh, laundry, running errands, things that are needed to stay safe and clean at home. So Tim, this seems like a crazy time to be on the front lines of healthcare. So how has Agape been impacted? Yeah, we've been very fortunate to be very busy. This is an ever-increasing choice for people. Aging in place, which is basically a term for staying put in your home as independently as possible for as long as possible, has always been, according to AARP survey numbers, the most popular choice for people. Um, And now it's increasing in popularity. We have several clients who are actually moving out of retirement facilities to uh, move back into an apartment or in with family. And then subsequently, they're contacting us for that supplemental care. Wow, that's got to be so nice, too, because you can kind of do it at your own will where you're most comfortable. What a valuable thing. And I know when I get old, that's the way I want to do it in place. It sounds good to me. Um, one of the things that's really interesting since COVID is having businesses having to pivot around COVID and the things that you have to change. I wanted to know what's what's done differently with you, your business, as far as uh, COVID now, now that this is, I mean, it's crazy to think we're almost a year in. And that's a great question, Keelan. Actually, very little is different. And uh, that shocks people oftentimes. But the reason for that is we're in an industry that utilizes what's called universal precautions. My first understanding of universal precautions was during the AIDS epidemic in the 80s when 
you didn't wait for an AIDS test to come back, whether you were going to don gloves or PPE. You just assumed that any liquid, any bodily fluids or liquids were contaminated. And that is our universal precautions is what I was talking about. And this is why very little has changed after COVID because that is our standard for training and excellence as professionals in this industry is to assume contamination or uh, disease, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, before getting confirmation of a positive test. Therefore, we always uh, take these precautions, even if somebody says, oh yeah, my mom or dad, they're completely healthy. They have no, uh, no um, infections whatsoever. Um, we still take the same precautions. I will amend my answer to say that masks are the major change since COVID. That was not on anybody's radar. It was not on the Department of Health or the CDC's radar. And so uh, it's only since their recommendation of uh, mask donning. Now, of course, we've amped up the awareness and the training and the supply of all this PPE. But otherwise, my message to people is our industry has always uh, uh, gone by universal precautions. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, working with the elderly who are obviously at high risk of getting COVID, has anyone in your agency contracted, contacted COVID? Uh, well, contracted and come and contacted. So yes, contracted. come in contact. <laughs> yes, we've had clients who have tested positive. But back to my prior answer of universal precautions, uh, Thank God, none of our caregivers have contracted uh, COVID. After any contact, we follow the CDC and Department of Health guidelines and, and pull our caregivers from the front lines, immediately get them tested, and then a subsequent follow-up test before they return to work. That's a fantastic thing, Tim. Um, you know, I've, I'm sure you piqued a lot of interest within home care. And I mean, this is a serious thing that a lot of people are in a position in life where they really need to consider this. So I wanted to ask, how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Well, um, there's kind of two ways. Um, uh, well, there's a logistical way, and that's our website, agapeihc.com or 425-818. Nine zeros or six. But if you're asking, like, how do people discover where we're available? Well, your radio show will will be one great way. But word of mouth, really. We work with a family and they spread the good news uh, to others. That's the most hopeful way because when that happens, we're usually uh, coming in contact with families before there's urgency or an emergency. The other way people find us is a little bit more unfortunate, and that's through a discharge planner at a hospital. At that point, um, it's, it's um, a stressful decision uh, to make. And we're getting a call from somebody who's in a state of duress. They're uh, unsure of what, what, what to do. Um, and they're in somewhat of a panicked mode because they're having to make a decision very quickly. The discharge planner wants them out by this Friday and won't let them go until they um, have in-home care in place. 
Yeah, and definitely in anything when it comes to your life and finances, you don't want to procrastinate, but especially when it comes here, you want to be able to, you know, so a call to action if if you are getting at that age or if you're uh, if you have parents that are getting at that age is, you know, reach out to the show. We can connect you with uh, with Tim because you really want to prepare ahead of time. So Tim, out of all the services that uh, your company provides, what are the most valuable services that you offer? Well, I, I point to two, which are, according to the CDC, uh, the two greatest causes of death. And what I'm about to say are, is comes maybe a little bit shocking or sensationalism, um, but it comes from the CDC website, which is the number one cause of death is falls. So fall prevention and our fall prevention program is the number one thing we get called for and uh, people derive value for. Now, it's not that somebody falls and instantly, quote unquote, drops dead. It's the spiral of unfortunate events that happens after that first fall, that second fall, even that third fall. The second is another leading cause of death, and it's spiked since COVID, which is social isolation depression comes in. People start to forget to take their medications. They stop doing their regular routine. Uh, they stop their exercising. And again, that's another spiral toward death. Those are the two greatest things people can utilize us for. Tim, unfortunately, we're down to one minute. So I want to leave one last question out there for you, which um, if anyone visits your website, they'll notice that you have a very unique mission. And before we go, I want you to talk a little bit about that for us, please. It's my greatest passion and the reason we started this company, and that is to serve the underemployed. Uh, oftentimes, these are immigrants and refugees. They had a prior life. They were accountants. They were uh, in the legal profession. Um, they were in the healthcare field. They find themselves on new shores, and it's ch a challenge to navigate in a new country, and sometimes their uh, credentials are not accepted. So our, our mission and our heart is to serve that underemployed with their, for their dreams and passions um, and to put them back on track uh, for their God-given purpose in life. Yeah, that's so uh, beautiful, Tim. And I, I really was happy to have you in the show and why I wanted you, uh, why we wanted to have you here is, is what a mission that is. So uh, not just your company service, you know, servicing the elderly community, but your employees and providing a huge gap there. So thank you so much for being here. You have a heart of gold. And I know that your uh, company is what it is because of you and your partner. So really appreciate you being here, Tim. Thank you. And now on our, or coming up next on our show, we are going to be talking about rewire your brain to stop sabotaging your goals. We have Candy Wright of Candy Wright Coaching right here on 1150 AM KKNW. You know, demand for in-home care is at an all-time high and care providers give scheduling preference to existing clients over new. Most families wait until an emergency arises before researching reputable in-home care providers. Agape In-Home Care is currently accepting a limited number of new participants within their complimentary Plan for Care program, which offers you the ability to reserve a place in line before you actually need care. There is no risk or obligation, ever. The only time you will be charged is if you schedule a shift with Agape in-home care. It's not a matter of if you 
or a loved one will need care, but when. Call Agape In-Home Care today at 425-818-9006 or visit them at agapeihc.com and take the action today to give yourself and your family peace of mind. Agape In-Home Care, care with a higher purpose. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW. Happy New Year. The Friday, January 8th virtual show, our first show of 2021. Uh, virtual because of COVID temporarily. You can also listen to our podcast or on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We can answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And now in studio, we have Candy Wright of Candy Wright Coaching. Rewire your brain to stop sabotaging your goals right here at 1150 a.m., KKNW. Candy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So great to be here. Thank you so much. And a little bit about Candy. She is a certified life and weight loss coach, a certified relationship and healing coach, public speaker, and workshop leader. Candy specializes in helping women over 50 stop stress eating and lose up to 50 pounds for good. She does this by helping them create a peaceful relationship with food, with their aging bodies, and with themselves. She is a former educator, corporate trainer, and manager and fitness instructor. When Candy is not loving and serving on her clients, you will either find her walking and laughing with her hubby, John, who is her hero, along the gorgeous Lakeview trails, or pretending she's on Broadway singing music tunes in her house. Love that candy. Candy works with women one-to-one and in a group setting uh, through her six-month program, the Emotional Freedom Weight Loss Program. This is awesome, Candy. You sound like you have so much fun. And how important is it with what you do? I mean, your mental and your body are connected hand in hand. And so you're melding those worlds to help improve people's lives. So I commend you on that. And self-sabotage, we've heard this come up time and time again with life coaches. Uh, Why the heck do we self-sabotage ourselves, Candy? Isn't that fun? Yes. And you got to have fun in this process. Else why? (laughs) I don't believe you should be aging and gaining weight and not feeling awesome. And you got to have fun. So um, self-sabotage. Oh my gosh. Can I share just a little story here? I know we've got a a short time, but um, I have her permission. When my client's um, name changed, Annette, she came to me because she had been emotionally eating. And what we don't realize and what happened with her is when she was nine years old as the oldest child, when her mother got diagnosed with cancer, she became the, the primary caretaker because dad was working and 
it was so emotionally overwhelming for her that um, her brain did what normal human brains do when we're kids. It concluded that she didn't know how to handle those emotions and she didn't feel safe. She felt out of control. And the easiest thing to do to mitigate feeling those big emotions was to dive into chocolate cake. And so what that looked like for her throughout the years is anytime big emotions would come up, she would go, you know, sneak chocolate. She would go eat. She would just use that to emotionally eat. And so connecting that to self-sabotage, every single one of us, no matter if you struggle with emotional eating or whatever you might want to be doing, if you have a goal to lose weight or if you have a goal to do anything, we all have conclusions that our brains have drawn, and I call them thoughtware programs, scripts, uh, when we're children and they replay and replay and replay until we really take a look at them and, and learn how to rewire our brain. So it's not purposeful. We don't sabotage on purpose. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts that I want to offer anybody in your audience and in the world is we usually judge ourselves pretty harshly. <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? You know, I want to lose weight or I want to hit this goal or I want to hit this money goal in our, in, our, in the business or da, 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 da. Oh my gosh, why am I procrastinating all these things? Right. It's not personal. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And that's why it's so important to have a coach, whether it's a life coach, a business coach, a health coach is you have to stop the self-sabotage by connecting those dots and finding out what the true story is that you're telling yourself behind and then recreate new and better habits that are going to serve you at a higher level. So, so important. So uh, Candy, can you share how you can stop self-sabotaging your goals? Yeah, absolutely. So three things that are so, so important, make peace with your brain. Okay. First of all, the brain judges the brain self-sabotage. I don't even like that title. I don't use it in my practice. I know it, it speaks to people, but I just call it thoughtware wiring that's just working against our goals, right? So, but you need to understand three things. The brain is wired to resist emotion, react to emotion, and avoid emotion when we don't have tools in place to really handle the emotion. So thinking about my client, Annette, resisting the emotion, she would just be so mad. That looks like blaming, that looks like, oh no, it, it's outside of me. I'm resisting it and I don't want it. I shouldn't even be feeling this. I shouldn't even be feeling this. Notice where that might be coming up for anybody who's listening, right? Then reacting, then reacting to the emotion. It's like letting the emotion out on somebody. So she'd blame her family for eating foods with that she didn't know she didn't want it to be eating. We do this everywhere, okay? And then avoiding. That's really a big piece of why we either overwork, overeat, overdrink, uh, binge the heck out of Netflix, whatever it might be, sex, porn, all kinds of drugs, because the brain's wired to do that. And when we don't realize that, that's the first step. Okay. And so how to stop that kind of going on to the next piece of that question really is you got to understand that you're, you're okay. You're not broken. And this may or may not resonate for everybody, especially for my, for women, our brains judge us so much you're not broken. You actually just have a human brain. And then number two, I always invite people to um, exercise a tool that I call the compassionate observer tool. And that tool really is thinking about what you're thinking. That's the amazing thing about being human. Think about what you're thinking. And if you were speaking to a small child, say Annette, when she was nine years old, and that's what I did with her, I helped her really kind of connect to that little girl inside of her and say, what did she really need to hear? 
and then talk to yourself that way instead of the judgy thoughts that are on autopilot, right? And when you do that, that actually calms the fight flight system and allows you to connect to your prefrontal cortex and make a different choice. And what I love to like lay out for people is really understanding when we're making a decision to create a goal, the brain resists, reacts, and avoids. And then you might make the decision, and, and but then it'll procrastinate, and then it'll judge, and then it'll shame, and then you might think about implementing, and then it'll resist and react and avoid, and then you'll compare yourself to other people. And there's just so much noise in the head when that resist, react, and avoid isn't managed, right? So how could you hit a goal? How could you with that much noise in your head? Does that make sense? does make sense. That's really powerful. And I love how the fact that you're saying, you know, you're not broken. It's it, that's how we're wired as human beings, fight or flight. It's uh, it goes back to the caveman days. That's the reality of it. So how can our audience relate to this to the, how can they relate it to themselves and how could this help them on a daily basis? Such a good question. So if you're thinking about any type of a goal, I want you to, you know, anybody listening to this, think about a goal that you've had that you want to do and just notice, okay, have, have you been telling yourself you shouldn't even been feeling this way, or you shouldn't be struggling with this, or you're blaming on something outside of you, or um, you just don't want to look at it, you're procrastinating the heck out of it, okay? The first step is you notice it. And like I mentioned before, the second step is you don't make any of it wrong. And then you really say, okay, how can I be kind to myself? How could I be really kind to myself? And then the third step is where the magic starts, okay? I have this process that I teach my people and I call it the compassionate momentum process. And so if you think about making decisions and implementing, I want you to think about it like this. You make a decision, you implement, and then you evaluate, and then you get to your goal, right? Well, when resist and react avoid, like I mentioned earlier, it's resist, react, avoid, maybe make a decision, resist, react, avoid, maybe make implement it, you know, implement it, resist, react, avoid, maybe evaluate. Probably not. Okay. But the way that I help people and what can apply for your audience really is okay, think about your decision and just expect your brain to resist, react, and avoid. Like, I don't know if I want to get to this. Oh no, it's kind of scary. Okay. All right. And then you apply the compassion. Yeah. And literally just simple things like that. Hey, it's okay. Of course you're going to feel scared. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that so true? Kind and compassion. Those are two powerful words when you're uh, the best way that you should be treating yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Candy. Uh, if you can share a little bit more about the uh, instinct to resist and re react and re avoid. Yeah, you bet. So each one of those pieces, when we're talking about like the decision and then the implementation and the evaluation resist you, you when you do it in what I call the empowered decision-making process, the resist and the reactive weight will always come up. And so you make a decision, you're kind to yourself and you expect the resistance. And the other thing I think that's really important is understanding the different faces and symptoms of resist, react and avoid. It looks like doing other things instead of your goal. It looks like people pleasing. It looks like procrastination. It looks like getting super busy. We, we worship busy in our society these days and not prioritizing. It looks like comparing yourself and perfectionism. And then it looks like uh, putting your hand in this head in the cycle and then repeating that. And really what that leads to is a big fear of failure. And then you just repeat the cycle over and over. And so make your decision, expect that to come up, be kind to yourself, implement, expect it to come up, be kind to yourself and then evaluate. And this is the yeah. last kind of piece. 
Busy is not productive. Nope. Candy, can you give us an example of each? The um, instinct, yep. resist, and avoid? Mm-hmm. You bet. So the examples of resist uh, really quickly here. Um, so kind of connecting it to Annette's example, telling yourself you should know better. You shouldn't be struggling. You should be able to hit this goal and you shouldn't be procrastinating in all the shoulds. So the resist is all the shoulds. That's kind of like that flight emotion. I shouldn't and I'm going to. And then the reason the react emotion is really getting the emotion out on people. It's the blaming, you know, feeling angry, feeling upset, feeling indignant or entitled or blaming or rebelling or revolting, all of those things. Those will be, you know, things that we go through in the, the emotional eating process, but with any goal. And then really quickly, the avoiding is doing all those actions that I mentioned earlier, any of those actions, the overeating, the overworking, the, and I think that's a big one for especially people when we have businesses is the overworking, we can get really caught into that people pleasing video games with our kids. So hopefully that just helps people really understand a little bit more. Like if you see somebody doing that, you notice yourself doing that, you're like, ah, okay, there's just an emotion going on here that feels big. Yeah, that makes uh, makes total sense. Well, Candy, it was uh, great information uh, that you provide to our listeners, and you can tell by the sound of your voice. So, whether someone's watching us on our Facebook uh, premiere live or they're listening podcast and radio can't then they can't see you. Uh, you can definitely hear in your tone of voice that you're definitely passionate and uh, in what you do and how you serve your clients. So, thank you for being here. Yeah. And I just want to let you know, you can reach me at candywright.com and I have a free course for your audience. If anybody's interested, it's called the five day weight loss makeover. I know a lot of people right now are wanting to do that type of a thing and you can get it by texting the word compassion to six, six, eight, six, six. And the first five people that do that get a free 30 minute coaching session and uh, totally no, no obligation, totally complimentary. Thank you. And coming up next in the money hour, mental fitness, three keys to impact your well-being. We have Kimberly Salceda of Salceda Coaching right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you overwhelmed and stressed out juggling working from home, distance learning, your career, family, and everything else that 2020 threw at you? Kimberly Salceda and Salceda Coaching helps clients like you move from overwhelmed to unstoppable with a mental fitness program. This is the foundation to powerfully impact your well-being, achieve your goals for 2021, and create sustainable changes. She has coached numerous clients through this program with life-changing results. This is Kimberly Salceda with Salceda Coaching. To find out more about how to move from overwhelmed to unstoppable, text me to book a free coaching session. Text me at 408-475-5405 with your name and email address. Again, for a free session, text me at 408-475-5405. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. 
you are listening to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW. Happy New Year, the Friday, January 8th virtual show, our first show of 2021. And because of COVID, we are temporarily virtually. You can also listen to us on podcast. You can catch us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your life and your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, we have Kim Kimberly Sauceda of Sauceda Coaching Mental Fitness, Three Keys to Impact Your Well-Being right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Kimberly, welcome. And I am sorry for messing up your pronunciation of your name, but we're very excited to have you here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, thank you. And a little bit about Kimberly, uh, 20 years of marketing experience in top tier companies like Apple. Uh, Kimberly led global teams in launches like iPhone 6 and learned to excel under pressure with grace and grit. Kimberly now supports leaders and executives to elevate their presence and impact as well as move from overwhelm to unstoppable. Kimberly has built high-performing collaborative teams that drove two times market growth through innovative go-to-market campaigns. Her proven track record has demonstrated successes introducing exceptional products to new categories. As a certified professional co-active coach, she has coached and mentored teams in Fortune 500 companies. With a focus on mental health, she works with clients to shift from inner critics and negative perspective to positive perspectives. Kimberly, look at you, rock star. That's a, a, lot, of, a lot of stuff you've accomplished there. Good, good on you. So important, mental fitness. And by the sound of some of these companies you worked with, we're talking big games here. So I'm curious to know what, in your opinion, is mental fitness? So Keelan, really mental fitness is your ability to look at any kind of situation or challenge with a positive mindset instead of a negative mindset. You know, when COVID hit, everybody went out and they got pantry prepared, right? You know, we didn't have water, there wasn't toilet paper, but people just weren't really ready for a lot of the things that have come after this, right? Nobody was really ready for you know, all of the working from home, let alone the distance learning and the kids and, you know, aging parents and all the different things that have happened. And there's so much overwhelm right now. So with mental fitness, it's really how you can kind of change that perspective so you can look at things differently. And Kimberly, I know that you have three keys to mental fitness. Could you uh, share those, please? Sure. Um, With mental fitness, really the first thing is you've got like these three muscles that you need to work on. The first one is that you want to intercept that inner critic. So it's recognizing the inner critic. And the second one is the ability to improve your sage perspective, which is this positive perspective. So you can look for like what the opportunity is or what the gift is in a situation. And the the third one is this, what we call self-command. Um, All of this is based on the work of Shirzad Shamin and Positive Intelligence. It's an incredible book. And the cool thing is you can actually switch really easily from your 
positive from your negative perspective to a positive perspective. So the third one is really like working on that muscle so that you can change more quickly. So Kimberly, before we dive too far into these things, uh, you were, you mentioned previously that this is all very much grounded in research. Can you elaborate on that a little bit before we go crazy into each one of these things? <laughs> yeah, Keelan, that's what I think is so cool about all of this is there have been amazing breakthroughs um, in science. So neuroscience, we now know that your brain brain is always forming and reforming. So this is a seven week program. They've actually done MRIs and your brain waves can change from the first to the last week. Um, there's positive psychology and the breakthroughs there have been pretty incredible. They know now that like, it's not that you need to be successful to be happy. If you're happy, you actually can open up all of these doors that then lead you to success. And then in performance science, we know that if you have high EQ, you can perform better as an athlete or as a leader. It's the same thing. And what we've done with um, positive intelligence is actually broken it down through factor analysis into these three key muscles. So you no longer need to know over two dozen different competencies for EQ. So all of that brought together to do um, positive intelligence or PQ or mental fitness. It's just, it's amazing. Like I love it as you can tell. Yeah, you, you can only, if you can only, if you're listening to radio or podcast, you can hear her, but you can't see her big smile, but I'm sure you can hear that in her voice. You can definitely uh, uh, tell that you are excited about uh, the service that you provide and uh, what a powerful thing uh, that is, uh, Kimberly. So uh, share a little bit more about saboteurs and how this works. Yeah. So basically everybody has some kind of a judge, right? And your judge can be about the environment, your judge about yourself or judge about others. And then there are what we call nine accomplice saboteurs and everybody has these different saboteurs. There's even a cool assessment that you can take to figure out what your different um, saboteurs are. And they're triggered in different situations, right? So you can have a pleaser saboteur, you can have a controller saboteur and they essentially tell you little lies with a little bit of, or big lies with a little bit of truth. So they kind of get you hooked there. Um, so for example, controllers can think, I need to do everything on my own. If I'm not doing it on my own, it's not really getting done the right way. And so what happens is because they think this, and then, you know, like, let's say that you're uh, a CEO or an executive and you have this controller saboteur that's triggered, you then start making all of these decisions. And then your team thinks, oh, well, I don't need to make decisions anymore because, you know, Tina or Keelan or somebody is going to like start in and step in and make decisions for me. So you kind of limit to the creativity. And what happens is you make like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's crazy how, uh, how our brain, I mean, how it works and how it can get so creative to make you be in your norm, quote unquote, right? To bring you back to that place. Um, it's just unbelievable to me. So let's dive into the, the judge. You mentioned the judge. Yeah. So everybody has this saboteur, right? So your judge is either your judge of self, right? So you're like, oh, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. It's, it's a lot of like a self-limiting belief or you have judge of others, right? So honest moment here, my judge of others is like, you know, when I'm in the supermarket and people are wearing their mask on their chin, 
I'm a little, uh, a little judgy on that one. Um, or it can be judge of circumstances where it's like, I'm so frustrated. Things aren't ever going to work out because, you know, COVID is totally messed up X or Y or whatever, right? Like you could be like, people aren't wanting coming to us for mortgages anymore because things are so messed up. So their judges affected in different ways. And a great way to combat that is to say the lie that the judge wants me to believe is X, right? So the way that like Tina was talking earlier about, hey, you know what? They're saying that it's not affordable to get a house, but we actually know that it is, right? So if you're buying into that like circumstance piece of that judge, then it can limit what you can do. Make sense? Yeah, it makes so much sense, uh, Kimberly. And that's why it's, you know, it's so difficult. And I'm a time management business efficiency coach. And it's not about the tools and techniques that I share. It's about creating a better, a different habit, a habit to yes. replace the bad habits that you have. And so same thing. And yeah, it's very, uh, uh, very interesting. And that's why, again, a coach is so important because they're going to help push you and give you the direction to start creating that foundation, a good foundation that's going to actually hold and support the growth uh, that you want. So let's talk about, uh, Kimberly, the uh, saga of an inner wisdom. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So with your sage, really, it's got these five key powers to it. There's empathy, right? So empathy for yourself, empathy for others, explore where you can explore different um, solutions, innovate where you can, you know, come up with these different um, solutions, navigate, activate, and innovate. So we don't have enough time to cover all of them in depth, but what it allows you to do is to move from this negative perspective to a much more positive perspective where you can see an opportunity where you can, you know, expand what you can do instead of just buying into kind of the lie of the saboteur. And the easiest thing to do is to buy into that lie. That's the easy thing to do. So it's about making new habits and acting on them. Yeah, easy short term, right? Just yes. not, doesn't make it. I always say you've got to take the hard road, which is change, but eventually that hard road will lead you to easy street. 100%. I love that. That's a great, yeah, that's a great quote. Spot on. So let's talk about uh, PQ reps. Yeah. So the way that you actually can shift from one to another as an easy way to do it is when you realize that you've got some kind of negative emotion, imagine it's like you're putting your hand on a hot stove, right? So it's a good like alarm for you. What you can do, and I'm going to teach you how to do one, right? So don't do this if you're driving, okay? But since y'all aren't driving at this moment, if you close your eyes for a second and you put your thumb and your fingertip together and you rub them with enough attention that you can feel the ridges of your fingerprints, and feel how that just centers you and calms you down and it brings you back into your body. So just doing that a couple of times a day, you know, or right before you have something stressful, it can help you so that you can then have this more clear headed focus to, to make decisions. Thanks for that powerful exercise, Kimberly. I love yeah. that. So Kimberly, you've said that this can change your life, which is a big statement. Will you share an example? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll give you two real quick examples. So one is um, two different clients. One, he's had a super challenging relationship with his parents for a number of years and using this empathy and PQ reps has completely changed how he looks at his mom and how he's able to interact with his mom. 
And um, the second piece is that um, I've had a lot of people, a lot of leaders that are able to move how they are with controlling and their teams have gone from, I want to quit to, oh my gosh, I absolutely love working for this team now. So it's absolutely been night and day for people. And a lot of imposter syndrome has really been able to just be eradicated with this. So huge changes. Yeah. Kimberly, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. And thank you for uh, all of the guests. It was uh, great having a conversation with each one of you. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts, and we're signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your week, weekend, and we look forward to talking more money next week, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Thank you.